0: This is exactly right. (laughs) Are you leaving? Tell us all about it, were you scared or was it fun?
1: Uh With Karen and Chris. Welcome to Do You Need a Ride? This is Chris Fairbanks. And this is Karen Kilgariff. Just because my name uh, is listed first, that in no way means I have top billing on this Mm-mm. podcast. And I just no. now realized that, and I wanted to just say it to you, Karen.
2: Chris, thank you. Very generous of you. I would say you have top billing, uh... When alphabetically and you have top billing, if we both had to go go do a set right now, which is, of course, my recurring dream and um, nightmare in COVID.
1: Well, I would assume you and I would do some sort of a mixed nuts improv duo thing, which is something (laughs) I thought you and I could always do.
2: That would be a, a huge fix for me in reality and then in this dream where I keep like kind of waking up in the dream to somebody going, oh, you're on now. You're on right now. You have to go. And then I'm like, I haven't done a set in four years. What are you talking about? Why am I booked on this show? Yeah,
1: yeah that's the dream I have about where I have to get off the road because I forgot a math class in high school and I have to go back to high school. <laughs> very similar. Classics.
2: Classics. Should we bring our guest on and I see what her name is? I'm very excited has? for our guest today. Karen. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, you know her. She plays clubs and colleges all over the country. A lot of colleges. She has, I think, 16 podcasts herself. Yep. She's a writer. She is a comedian. She does it all. She's here for us now. Please welcome Naomi Ekperigan.
3: Chris, why were you scared to say my last name? You just spawned it off on a real last
1: minute. Everyone (laughs) sees through me. (laughs) I am horrified by any series of vowels and consonants. Yeah. (laughs)
3: Yeah. It's okay. It's really pretty phonetic, except for the hard G. And Wait, I. Wait, like, sorry.
2: Did I get it right? Or wrong? You did. I said.
3: No, you yeah. didn't. Oh, okay, but good, I knew, good. but it was just so funny because he was preparing to do yep. it and then said. <laughs>
1: Karen.
3: Yeah, uh, and I said, okay, <laughs> <laughs> okay. He's not going to try it. You know,
1: usually I I introduce I introduce myself first, <laughs> then Karen. Then there's a lull where I improv, uh, and it's always the weakest part of the podcast. Although uh, Karen, I don't know if I've told you this, but a lot of people have said it's their favorite part. And then what, it's always, you're, imp- you're 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 improvising. Yeah, people keep asking about that. <laughs> but also, dear, you mean I,
3: just talking? Right. You're saying improving, but you mean talking? I am rephrasing right yes,
1: myself and continuing okay. to speak. <laughs> okay, okay, <laughs> and I, then I and see. then ultimately, Karen usually does the intros. But yes, I would have said Jen at the end of your name. I didn't even need to tell you that. I want honesty. <laughs> I want this friendship to start with honesty. I would have said we Gin. have to.
2: We have I to think have, you have no choice. <laughs> I'm so yeah. sorry. You have no choice about the honesty. It's so true. She's going to see it. She's I'm going to make it you. happen.
3: And, mm-hmm. I you know, I I say I want honesty. I say I don't want debt between us. That's something very important <laughs> to me with friendship. I can't, like, like I have to pay you back. Or, like, if you treat it, I'm treating the next time. I will remember. I will write it in my calendar. Yes. I am yes. treating from the <laughs> I don't want debt between us. Well,
1: <laughs> con- so. consider us fiscally in love. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Uh, and actually, you have the one up on me because we I'm the last person who canceled between the two of us, <laughs> <laughs> but it was four years ago. So I think that it, it it might be the time might be running out on the Statue of Limitations. Oh,
3: yeah. I think we're totally a reset. I think okay, anything great. before 2020 that doesn't count. So now we're fresh. Now you know in twenty twenty one we're fresh. Good. It's Thank very
1: God. fresh. Thank I had no idea you guys had past beef about a cancellation. Yeah. Should we get <laughs> into this?
2: You, let's. Well, all I'll say is um, Naomi and I'm. Well, we met at uh, the All Jill Comedy Festival in Jane, Portland. Portland. Yep. It was all, all Jane Jane, lady.
3: It was lady times. <laughs> all, in Jane,
2: all Jane. All Jill. Um, all <laughs> Jill. I got my nursery rhyme wrong. Comedy, Sorry, at, Stacy. Yeah.
1: I know where it is. Yeah. Sorry.
2: Curious comedy. Yes. Yes. yes.
1: Yeah. I love that place. I love everyone's friend,
2: Stacy, who runs it and is the greatest. So Naomi and I were staying at the same bizarre, uh, motel that was in an abandoned office park over by the airport. Mm -hmm. Nobody else was staying there. I think, but you and I, yes,
3: absolutely. Absolutely. Now, is that because (laughs) you and I both refuse to share rooms with people? I assume so. (laughs) Probably. I assume they were like, Oh, you want to be by yourself? You're going to be right by the airport. How's that?
2: How about you go to the Diva Motel and go (laughs) stay out there? We're both like, great. And there was a ballroom dancing competition in the lobby. Yes. Oh, my God.
3: I fully forgot that. That's so true. There was a
2: store. Did you look in that store with me? Or was there somebody else? No, no, no. You went on on your own. (laughs) (laughs) You braved the steward. I was like, let's get leotards with fire on them. (laughs) But apparently you weren't, if you weren't in the competition, you couldn't actually shop at the store. I think whoever went in there with me, it may have been a Brandy Posey type of person, Mm -hmm. like L.A. girl comic, female comic. Um, We got kicked out of the store. I mean, it was like those people were like, this isn't a joke. So you can take your tourism elsewhere. (laughs) And I was like, that's kind of perfect for baller." Were you
1: pointing at items in the store and laughing at them?
2: Probably. I mean, a lot of
1: vendors, if I can call them vendors, (laughs) you can. Are offended by you pointing and laughing at their retail. Yeah.
3: At Um, their art. Yeah. I'd also, exactly, I was like, not necessarily vendors. I'd call them artisans. Okay. These are artisans. They're making these things. I guarantee you ballroom outfits are made by hand. Like, you know, uh, like a loaf of bread.
1: Artisans. Absolutely.
3: Hand
2: threaded um, sequins. Mm -hmm. I mean, boa, like, Feather boas that are sewed around the wrists and neckline. I mean, I'm just pulling this out of what I can remember from literally. This was six years ago.
3: Was it? I was gonna say (laughs) even longer than six. I was like, "That's amazing that you have it so fresh." I lived in New York back then, so that would put it at least four years ago, Mm -hmm. if not. I was gonna say like seven or eight, but it's also like because I think that was one of my first festivals, even. Like, that was the first time I had been asked to do something. And so can you imagine I really came in hot saying, no, I will not be sharing a room. (laughs) (laughs) It was like, you should be happy to be invited. But I was like, listen. I'm very particular when I sleep away from my home, and this is why I don't do festivals. It's so fun. right.
2: It's not. I'm not here to camp out with my girlfriends. I'm fifty. I've done this a bunch of times. Like I had, I had the fun ones before. Now mm. I want a crossword. I want to go to sleep exactly when I'm tired. And no, no, it's, that's yeah. not. I'm not really actually festival material, even though they're my favorite.
3: Yeah, um, Chris, are you an active senior? Uh, (laughs) You strike me as someone who's having fun out there in the streets.
1: I was going to say, yeah, the last uh, cruise ship (laughs) festival I did, which lets you know I'm a senior. uh, (laughs) uh, We shared the smallest room with the bed. Uh, The beds were scooted together and the toilet kept overflowing. It was just scenes from Plain Strains and automobiles. And it was so much fun. I don't know why you two would want to miss out on that. (laughs) Character building. (laughs) This isn't a towel. Underwear.
2: Great comedy. comedy. uh, It also makes me think of that we did spend a lot of time waiting on that bench, which is another retiree thing to do. Another active senior thing to do is like two ladies facing straight forward, waiting for their ride, talking about you know, the comedy too, How we were
3: too old for this shit. Well, that was the thing because I knew when you were waiting, I was like, oh, are you part of the (laughs) festival? And I just also feel very grateful that I met you in that setting because the impression I get of you, Karen, is that you only like about 7% of the population. (laughs) (laughs) You ain't got time for these hoes. (laughs) (laughs) So... I feel like I met you. We were both there. We should have been sharing a lap blanket just to keep our legs warm. But like we were, we were meeting. We were like, we're both in this situation. You met. And the fact that we're in this hotel means we have a similar sensibility, right? Because we've been put in this hotel because we are difficult.
1: Okay.
2: Outright difficult women. I don't
1: know why I put the bench in a park and you're surrounded by pigeons. This was a bench (sighs) at the hotel. Yeah, okay, outside okay. the hotel. Okay. Yeah,
3: right outside. <laughs> but it certainly had a pigeon energy. Like if I <laughs> yes. if I had feed, they would have come.
2: You know. Yeah, entirely. They were waiting right around the corner. But yes. maybe the staff had them beaten back enough. So it's like it was bugging people. But this was the place where and I think I told you about this, Naomi, at the time, but I really enjoyed getting up in the morning. It was such an odd we were like off a highway, but then also down a road. So there was nowhere to go. So I would get up in the morning. And I would take a walk around this business park and get high, like wake and bake. And then, <laughs> but and I find myself in front of an abandoned, um, uh, DeVry business school. Or you remember the business school that was like sharing no! the other side of the parking lot? <laughs> it was the trippiest. <laughs> I would walk up there and just be like, they just left it here. <laughs> like no one goes to this school anymore. It was like, may, may not have been DeVry. I don't want to be busting them like, they're going out of business. I'm sure they're doing great. But it was like a University of mm-hmm. Phoenix style, actual business college that was no longer. And I was fascinated by it.
1: <laughs> Were you either of you in that show corporate?
3: Yes, I did a, a hot minute. Thought, you know, I did a hot minute. Yeah. Nice. The, where
1: they shot that was like a close down. It was so creepy, just a vast yes. expanse of empty desks. And what made it? creepiest is it seemed like people left in a hurry they left behind like like, you have to get out of this building today gas leak style uh there's like expensive cords i saw a watch on a desk it's like where's the owner of this watch (laughs) is he okay why was he fired it was had something to do with 2008 and and the the, yes i that's how
2: it felt to me because this place the parking the parking spaces had names on them right That's the thing I was obsessed with. It was just like, it wasn't like this slowly. You know what it made me think of? And like, not in any real way, of course, but it was this kind of thing of like, we all think that if a business, like a business, it has a big bill, there's a big building in New York somewhere where this business is, and then there's other franchises or whatever In my mind, those can't go away because they're in these big buildings. And it's like, it's all fake. Like, it all can come and go very quickly with no one expecting it. Like, it's a little scary.
1: It is. It's so scary. Just office, like, cubicles in place covered with rat poop. And where (laughs) I need to know where these people... And it was. It was one of the main mortgage, home mortgage companies that famously had something to do with uh, the, the fall of the market. Oh, God, people are going to know I'm not that what? fiscally in love. Uh-oh,
3: your whole <laughs> brand is about. gone right now, Chris. Yeah, You're the, blown
1: up. The fall of the, uh, you the know. Fall the fall of the market. Yeah. The
3: market rate spell The money drop. I think the, the money economy drop of 2008. It's
1: safe for me to say that. 2008. <laughs> I don't need to yep. give you any more details. <laughs> no, we were there. We know. Yeah. we we suffered
3: through we it. We saw when it dropped. It was. We cool. saw when it dropped. <laughs> Our pet-
2: what have you done any um, shows? Sadly, in in quarantine or lately well, that you've
3: loved. Well, girl. Okay, <laughs> so I just uh, just a couple weeks ago I shot a Netflix half hour in New York. Wow. Yes.
0: Oh, that's
2: right. And
3: Congratulations. That's Thank you. But I had two months to put this thing together yeah after not performing for 15 months Uh. so when you talk about your nightmare of like you have to go on now i was very much living it and it was that feeling of of course opportunity comes there's no way i'm saying no but it was literally like i don't know how it's gonna happen i don't know we're gonna just (laughs) we're just gonna reach out to any person who's ever said they ever went to a show and ask them for stage time (laughs) whatever you can find Yeah. And I was just like, I was I spent two months like out and about. I feel like right before the Delta Burke. And I was like, okay, I'm going to get up as much as I can. And then flew to New York. And that's all stuff, you know, I wouldn't have done if not for Netflix. I think I could have not that I don't miss performing, but I was certainly like none of this is worth dying for. Yeah. That's what no. I just figured out None of it's worth dying on a ventilator for or, So I'm happy to stay in the house yeah. And watch my streaming program yes, Yeah, and entirely. even if everyone's
1: vaccinated And they're checking credentials or whatever It's not worth dying on stage For, you know, being totally out of practice The last time exactly. I did stand-up It keeps feeling like it did You know, 15 years ago I, really? I feel like a kid again It's so scary yeah. I leave every set drenched in sweat <laughs> <laughs> but I love, I also like that feeling, but it's weird to not know what you're doing. I so, know.
2: Naomi, when it finally came to tape time, you get two shots, yeah. right? Yes. Yes. I and Chris, sh- you've done this already.
1: I uh, know. Uh, you've done a half without, hour. I've just done little spotlight things, but yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sorry. I, I uh, absolutely see you as doing this, but I chose not to. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> but you get, do you get two shots, two sets?
3: Yep. Two sets, a seven and a 10, a seven yeah. and a 10. And how'd they go? Like, can you just walk us the through? The first show was like fire. There's one line I missed in both shows that I did remember. I missed it. Like I realized I missed it two mornings later when I woke up at 6 <laughs> a.m. in a cold sweat, <laughs> shot out of bed and said, I don't think I said it. I don't think I said it. But the first one, the seven o'clock when it was funny because the 10 o'clock is where our, my friends were coming. Like I knew people who were going to be there. But the seven was like. Fire and then ten o'clock was a little, ah. and then I mm-hmm. kind of got in my head. So then I just started saying random shit, do you know, what I mean? <laughs> like yeah. Because in a, if it wasn't a taping, I would have gone off of the material and been like, "What do y'all need emotionally?" <laughs> yeah. But I couldn't do that. <laughs> so then I just started trying to say random shit to see if I can kind of like j- jostle them or whatever. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so I just watched a rough cut yesterday. So I'm just really in my head about it. But you know what? We have to let go and let God. Yes, the figure is what it is after mm-hmm. after the pandemic. OK, yeah. <laughs> sometimes you gain the COVID-19 and you have to accept it. And I said <laughs> what I said, right? Like, it's like it is <laughs> what it is. Well,
2: and see, having seen you a lot, I don't see how you can miss because what you do on stage is so uh, authentic and real like I've watched many sets of yours at that festival and since and I'm always trying to go like I every once in a while I can go oh that's a bit but most mm. of the time that's what it feels like it feels I'm like good. you're kind of leading a chat that no one else gets to talk at which is like perfect yeah. right yeah yeah, yeah, and yeah. So it Chris, is,
3: I'm improvising I'm myself, yeah, like yes anding myself It's it's the best Kirby. type
1: of improv <laughs> chat
3: one sided. Well, Chris Solo, Solo and the First of all, thank you so much, Karen. That is the highest honor. Okay, absolutely. Um, You're one of my favorites. <laughs> that is the dream. Literally, any time. It's so funny because I'll be like, "Why are people paying attention to me today?" And I'm like, "Karen, Kilgariff Told people I existed. Done. Oh, done. The Chris. follows <laughs> come."
1: The follows come when KK comes through. (laughs) My whole career is Karen doing doing that for me. (laughs) But Chris, you, I saw you, you were at the, one of the
3: last shows I did pre-pandemic at the Improv Lab. And I had never seen you before. And, um, my dear partner Andy Beckerman is such a huge fan of you, and I had, and I saw you. And I, it had to be January, February. You were giving me Christmas sweater vibes. Uh, <laughs> it like, was a button up. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't actually Christmas, you know, but it was like a thick cable. I, hit I moment. have a
1: series of sweaters that I that I really wear too much of during the holidays. Yes, I
3: and I was like, oh my god. And I just remember because it was one of those shows where you know how the improv lab can be, or just anyway, clubs in general, right? It can be really kind of like they ain't necessarily there for you. Yeah, right. yeah, 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 yeah. and. There was something about you where you are just such a goof troop, but also <laughs> so very, um, like grounded, literally like in his body. Do you know what I mean? Like Chris is yeah. kind of like, you going to stand there. You're yeah. about to go on this journey and you better figure it out. <laughs> oh,
2: and he you. got
3: this audience in a way that I was like, damn. Cause I kind of got up there and was like, love me. Ble- ble- you know, like I'm bleeding <laughs> yeah. for them, you know, like really tr- in overdrive talking too fast and stuff. And he just was kind of like, yeah. This is it. I we're having fun, and I'm in a sweater, and I.
1: (laughs) That's it. That's the stuff. Thank you so much. (laughs) That makes me feel great. I I performed in that room a lot, and it that was why I felt comfortable in there. I think a lot of people, like for some reason, that room can pull the energy out of your soul, like immediately. And and I just I just. Felt comfortable in there. I Absolutely will. I still ridiculous. do terribly on the main stage. If that's any consolation.
2: <laughs> the main stage. I have to say this because I've had the best shows of all right, in too, the yeah. ho- in the improv main room, and then I've had ones where I'm like, oh my god, everything I've ever done is a mistake, and I've also behaved very badly when those sets went south. Mm. You know what I mean? Where I'm like, strangely attacking the audience, and they're truly like hey, look, we're not experts, and we actually don't care that (laughs) much. We're here to talk to each other, drink these drinks, and you're the background. So like, if you can accept it, do your thing. And if not, we will make your life a living hell. And (laughs) so when it really came together was when I was doing songs, which was humiliating because I would have to get up there and be like, it's me, the guitar act. But then in a room like that, they all just give over to you. Like it yeah, they're like they absolutely do. leadable. They yes, they exactly. Do. You you like take up the whole thing. Well, business situation individual. is
3: my favorite song. I like have <laughs> it in my head all the time. It's on a mix, a mix <laughs> that lifts me up because it just yes. really hits. It just business <laughs> situation. Like, and you know, who was it? Who is it? Chris Pope's clapping. It's from the live album. Chip, 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 chip,
1: chip, chip. And
3: I just like I was like, that's someone clapping. And then it's just like so good. And it's just like you know, your voice is a gentle dream and uh-huh. that's beautiful. And I remember, cause I was what I saw you do at um, all Jane, you know, music. Cause I didn't, you know, I didn't know, but I remember, I feel like around then too, you were talking about that pivot to doing just the music and yeah. not like, you know, both anymore. Right. Um, but I remember it was like, they're there for it. And also because I think the music is so well done. Like there's nothing I can't stand more than a musical comedian who can't sing. Oh, these yeah. hoes be out here without the harmonies. <laughs> <And> it's like, <laughs> stop. Just write tweets instead. You know, like yeah. if that's what you insist on doing. And I think when someone sounds good, like you're you're inclined to focus on it. You know, you're not going to just be like, oh,
1: this this jack-o'-lantern. <laughs> <laughs> this Halloween pumpkin. I agree. Yeah, I will. You try and convince Karen to lay down another uh, music album. I keep. <gasps> I want to start a band with her, even though I only play trombone. But maybe she'll (laughs) listen to you, Naomi. Maybe she'll listen to you. I think that music needs to happen again.
2: Guys, that... I loved doing it. But there is... And I know I've talked to both of you individually about this. When you're up there in the middle of a song, you cannot... Get out. You have to finish it. It's the worst. Even when they love it, it's the worst feeling in the world to me because I like the idea. Like, I want to show people, like, hey, look, I thought this thing up. I want the credit. And I like, I want the hard laughs at the jokes where they are. But sometimes there's like vast deserts between laughs, between like good feelings. Mm -hmm. And when it's bad, it is the worst. But I think like a room like the Hollywood Improv because there's such a weird show feel it's like the room is is um you know stacked or whatever like there's something about it that if you go in there and you're like i'm filling this whole room up it'll work and if you if the room gets on you and you get small that's that's when i've always failed is when that when i was like it's too fancy for me or whatever and it's like (laughs) it's the fucking improv what are you doing
1: right and that's
3: that you have to remember yeah you're the star. You are the star. You're the star. star. We shouldn't be talking about comedy so much, or should no? We? I, I mean, wish you guys it, we could do this podcast back when I actually needed a ride because I always need a ride because I don't drive <laughs> in L.A.
1: We will, and I was oh, like a right. podcast
3: that would take me places. This is the dream. We we will be back.
1: Good. We promise we we'll will in the future. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and my my sure. uh, sister is a very big fan of you, Naomi. Like <gasps> uh, she she watched Megan Gailey in Spokane, and through her got introduced to you and she listens to everything you do podcast wise. She's a really big fan. She's brought you up many, many times and you would like her. And one day she has great taste. She really knows her comedy stuff. Yeah, but she's open to I've I'm like, should I go see this person? I'm like I'm, it's not my favorite, but they've been doing comedy forever. I think you'll like mm-hmm. them. And she's like, they were very, she'll give a perfect synopsis of their strong <laughs> points and say nothing negative. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. very no, really I like her. The- she's strengths based. Yeah. Is she a social worker? She is a teacher, a librarian. Yeah. See,
3: strengths based. Yeah. 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 You've got to focus on the good to bring more <laughs> of that out. Yes. That's yes. what
1: I've noticed. Well, she's uh, found a lot of good in you. And I had to let <sighs> you know. Thank you. What's her and name? Lisa Fairbanks. And you're saying she listens... Lisa, Lisa Fairbanks. Okay,
2: Lisa. And Lisa. she listens to your and Megan Gailey's
3: podcast about Lifetime movies. Yeah. Do you want to talk... Tell us a little bit about well- that? Sometimes someone comes to you, okay? Sometimes a corporation comes to you in a pandemic and says, do you want to do a podcast about Lifetime movies? And you say, you mean what I was already watching? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and then <laughs> I say, why don't we add a white woman to the movie? <embassy> <laughs> <Why? sighs> and then I call Megan Galeigh. <laughs> because L- L- the wh- I say she's the whitest woman I know, whitest woman I trust. <laughs> and got her in the loop and yes. i'm just really glad we work well together you know what i mean because i yeah i know her as a comic but you know it's always different when you start to work with somebody and it's like do you believe in being on time and doing things right you know <laughs> right and she does and we love that um, yes yes we and thing is if it was up to me we would just watch tr- thrillers we would just watch murderers we would watch nefarious husbands, okay? <laughs> um, but we also have been watching, We had, they have a royal movies, like three movies on Harry and Meghan, a true trilogy. Uh, yeah. They have a William and Kate. Um, we're going to be doing some Christmas movies. Like every now yes. and then we'll do a romance, but literally I'm like, I want to watch The Killer in my backyard. Like, <laughs> yes. that's all I want. They're so funny. And so <laughs> like, I don't know. When I see a Lifetime movie, I say anything is possible because it's yes. like this person wrote that thing and then somebody <laughs> bought it and then they shot it in a weekend. And then it's like everybody got a job. I mean, it's a beautiful thing to see a Lifetime movie in action.
2: Also, when they jump on this is my because my sister and I are a little bit obsessed at this point with the Christmas movies, because mm. it really does like almost like cartoons on Saturday morning when you were a kid and, you know, for us in the 80s. It it has this feeling of like, oh, I'm home for the holidays. Mm -hmm. Um, It's kind of like we're busy and stressed because there's things to do like top line. Mm -hmm. But right now it's six o'clock. We're done with today's stuff. And we're like rapping or doing stuff. And it's always on in the background. It is it is the most beautifully formulaic yet varied. You know what I mean? So, you know that you're going to have the successful advertising female executive who has to go back to go through her mother's old cabin tiny town okay she's <laughs> right? a city gal back tiny in that tiny town, town. always she, she drives in and they're decorating the tall tall pine tree <laughs> in, the, in the city
0: square i mean it's but
2: it is it's the kind of thing where if you want to be cynical you can but if you give into it it's way better and it's like it's a true kind of a journey where you're just like yeah what what like, if you kind of, I don't know, I think I go with it of like, I, like, what if she doesn't get him? What if the guy <laughs> she ran into in the mug store yeah.
3: doesn't, oh my God,
1: yes, he's store. a doctor. What
2: if he doesn't like her or whatever? Like, you can really yeah. go with it. Yeah.
1: yeah and I do, that's one thing I'm good at now is giving in to programming like that. Like, I will, oh, wa- you have I have to. been watching Disney and Nickelodeon kids' shows just for the ride because it's so many jokes. It's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> those shows are good. They're like Thirty Rock for kids, and I'm I'm really I get sucked in, and I tear up at certain things, like even like oh. Toyota commercials. But you just gotta open sure. yourself. Sure. Well,
3: Christopher, honey, that's different. Yeah. You're the crying kind of Toyota. He... That's something else entirely. Well,
1: I could go over all the reasons, but <laughs> we've gone down that road before. Uh,
2: yeah. I love that you guys are actually.
1: The the official
2: podcast of yeah. Lifetime. I didn't know that <laughs> was know, from... Like,
1: I thought they jumped on later. From the beginning, you were approached by Lifetime?
3: Yes, that's how it started. They initially... And I was like... And again, it's funny just because... I, I joke, like I wasn't watching Lifetime movies at the moment, but those are such a big part of my childhood. Yeah. Lifetime movies and like, you know, because it was basic cable, so we had it, but it was like a little adult, but obviously nothing really. But, you know, it's like a teenager. I'm like, oh my God. Oh my God, look at that sensuality and murder. Like it was a big deal. And yes. so I would watch those. And so, and especially, you know, we're all, we're all at home anyway. I was like, yeah, give me an excuse. I've been sitting in the house watching anime for a year. Let's shake it up. yeah, Bring some lifetime back. And so. That's and there was part was
2: of it when you're younger, that's like, this is what you're going to be faced with as a grown one. Yes.
0: Yes,
3: <laughs> yes. Like, yes. So
2: either you're going to be the perfect Like, you're going to be the perfect model bride that then when you and your army husband get home, you're suddenly, you know, he's he's going to his eyes are going to turn to black ink and you're (laughs) in serious danger. And here we go. Yeah. Or, you know, or you're going to get a career and then you're going to go home for Christmas. And then the guy that, you know, that's making the donuts in the town is going to fall in love with you. And, you know,
3: and and also like, can I please all I ever want? I realize, like, I'm obsessed with large kitchens. And that's lifetime's fault, okay,, because every movie, it don't matter what she do, she a kindergarten teacher, she a big city executive, marble countertops, okay, yeah. at least one, sometimes two kitchen islands, yeah. yes, I love These it women yes.
1: are out here I love when the yeah. when the job is just struggling uh welder artist, uh and then they have the nicest apartment I've ever seen.
3: I yeah. know, but there's something about a big kitchen. I've never lived in a place with a big kitchen, really, like, you know, my own, where it's just, like, room to maneuver, you know, more than one person can be in the kitchen, and it's oh, not yeah. a production. You can
2: immediately picture them, like, taking pasta in a colander and throwing it way up in the air, and, like, is going to get, it's not going to get on anything, because they know. just have room to do it. Yeah, like an island. Strain.
1: Utilizing an island in any way, that means you got a fancy kitchen. Face it. You yeah. Do? You do, yeah. and that's lifetime, baby. That's what
3: they taught me. <laughs> every every girl's got a, got an island, and I. It's uh,
2: aspirational. It's an aspirational it, show. And true. then is it couples therapy? Yes, your indeed. podcast with Andy.
3: Yes, it, um, couples therapy. It, yes. So um now we um we'll have our you know guests, people we like on, and we will answer relationship questions, talk to them a little bit about their relations. Mm-hmm. Um We recently had. Patton Oswalt and Meredith Salinger on sometimes we'll have a couple which is a a cute fun time but then um Lance Reddick we love a Lance Reddick speaking of corporate who played the scary (gasps) boss oh yeah he is so So nice and tender he's the best um and you know wonderful comedians I wish I had names off the top of my head but the point is we're having fun (laughs) and there's nothing I love more than answering relationship questions because I it I should be Ayanla. I should be Oprah. Like that is something I can very much do at some point because yes. I know how to, t- I know exactly what you should do. I don't <laughs> do it personally in my own life, but if you don't pay attention to that, you will listen and you will feel better.
2: Yes. <laughs> what's the, what's the best piece of advice you guys have? Like somebody said
3: to you or you've come up with on a show. That okay. You well, think of? One of the things I I have said over and over is Anybody worth your time will not have to be convinced. And that is when these people be coming in here talking about like, oh, I like him or her, or they aren't paying attention to me, whether it's a crush or we're in a relationship. And like, they're Hmm. not making time for me. And what do I do? And it's like, you have to leave. Yeah, Nobody who is your person is going to need to be coaxed into showing up (laughs) for you. Yeah. Good God. (laughs) It's simple, but and also, and I say that as somebody who gave a lot of hoes a
1: lot of time. You know what I mean? Uh, I hear they were that. the best. <laughs> Chris, did you give hoes a lot of time? I mean, I, let's get there. I I am looking back and seeing that there was a lot of convincing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't do it. Always, yeah. You can't that's do a, it. That's a
2: that's a hard one to learn. I know because well, especially if you're like me, where the people I like the most are the ones that do not give a Uh shit right you get into that thing because i i listen to um what's that thing it's called uh uh it's pheromones no sorry Uh. sorry (laughs) 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 it's um how it's the way you bond so it's like anxiety or secure uh oh i see like anxious
3: codependent or um Oh, secure. Yes, yes, yes. Attachment. It's like attachment, attachment theory. Yes. Attachment
2: theory. And I learned about one of them is if you have an anxious attachment, like tendency, then the people who have um there's one that's like basically like no thanks yep. attachment. um And those people give you feelings that you begin to mistake for the feelings of love because right. it's actually anxiety. Cause you know, they're not going to give you what you oh, want wow. and you want, and it makes you want it more. I
1: I have that. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah.
2: I think everyone has it a little bit. It's that, that thing of like, it's it, the person is a crush that then somehow becomes a rock star. The
3: less they care about you. Yeah. That's interesting. I never was that way. If anything, I think if you liked me, then I would attach to you. You know what I mean? Um, I was like, Oh, you like me? we in love now? And then they would very much be like, oh no, I changed my mind. Like if that happens or like, I would like a friend, like I needed you. I'm not here for anybody who seems disinterested. I don't, Mm. it's already like enough. I think I don't like me. So I don't need somebody else. Not liking me either. (laughs) Like I can only be in one battle at any given time. And so I need you to kind of be on board, but it's not enough that you just like me. Right. I was never taking the time to think, do I actually like them? Right. You know, I'm, that's a
2: very, I think that's a, a lot of women deal with that, where it's like the flipping that question of like, wait, what if this was my choice? And I'm not <laughs> sitting here like, oh, waiting for my dance card to get filled. It's really, that's a tough one. That's like emotional maturity,
1: I think. I know. Are, are either of you in relations? I am now. I'm just, I've really been finding myself the last uh, year and a half <laughs> and I feel good about it. But now I'm very. <laughs> Chris, you turned to the side as you were saying that, and
2: it looked like Beethoven's yes. No, there's yes. just silhouette. a
1: mirror here, and I was looking no, at myself you, in the when mirror. When you turn to the s- totally dark. Oh, It weird. Goes, you so
2: turn to the side, and because of your backlighting,
3: yeah. you, it goes, yeah. <laughs> look at that. Yeah, so, that sorry, is Sorry, this is weird. bad podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> you got to do a screenshot real quick. Post yep. this, okay? Click. Well, snarl- here, wait, do it, and I I I'm right. going
2: to take a picture. my
1: penny silhouette.
2: Hold on, hold on. Wait,
1: turn again. Okay. There's a dark silhouette. <laughs> and there's the reveal of my face.
2: And you're back. And you're back. It's great. It's great to have reveals on podcast. Zoom reveals on podcast. If you want to see what Chris looks like, you have to pay 9.99 yeah. to go into the
1: <laughs> yeah. now, unlock these pixelated images. <laughs> yeah. Enjoy. I've been yeah, I've been uh I've been outdoors a lot. I've been uh golfing and skateboarding and doing things that make me happy and I feel good, and it's okay that I've been not dating, but yeah. Of course it is. What
3: are you saying? We're in a pandemic. Yeah, yeah. You're saying golf is your girlfriend,
1: and that's fine with us. Exactly. I love lady golf. (laughs) and I Yeah, I don't... uh,
2: My lady golf.
1: (laughs) I'm just worried that I'm going to keep... It's going to stay this way for me. I would buy some decision Mm. in my brain where I'm like, well, I'm old now. Time to... Start building <laughs> homes For pigeons to visit me uh, Yeah You know, because I'm into miniatures You
3: do love pigeons, you brought them up twice now hey, And I you know what, it's do that pigeon plans. energy
1: <laughs> That you mentioned
2: You've got some Pigeon energy about you I have the same, Chris, I have the same feeling Where, like when I went home uh, In May or, Like, and we had to go to a family function And I had cousins who were like So, have you been dating anyone lately? And I'm like you mean in the past 18 months of <laughs> quarantine for the global pandemic? No, I haven't met anyone yet. Like, how dare you? <laughs> like, yeah. I've been spending my time getting like just packing on the pounds yeah. and really watching every single thing on
1: yeah, Netflix. Me I Absolutely.
2: mean, that's there's been all... a couple
1: close calls, but that was just the mail carrier coming to my door. <laughs> Other than that, no relationships have been presented at my apartment. On a hill.
2: I did have some um, some exciting um, likes on Twitter, but that does that count as a relationship? I don't think it does. Well, what about
3: Postmates? <laughs> Your po- Postmates you crushes? I had no. I had one. Like I knew it had gotten bad when I had a repeat Postmate, and he literally goes, "Hello again." Oh! <laughs> and it was thing about the way he said "again" that I felt was <laughs> savage, <laughs> um, brutal, yeah, and pointed. <laughs> <laughs> and it uh-huh. was like. Okay, Fine I'm attack. ordering too much. I'm ordering too often. Um, hello again. Yeah, <laughs> like, there
1: was a Taco Bell guy. Once. Uh, there was a Taco Bell by my college, and the guy just knew my name. Hey, Chris. And I felt unhealthy. Yes. Uh, then he asked me Bell. to hold bags of marijuana for him. <laughs> I didn't have to sell them. And he said, if what? I lost it, we'd be in big trouble with some guys in Seattle. So I did not do that. <laughs> I did not become a drug dealer my freshman year. Across
2: the counter, through the
1: next to the microphone that announces food orders. (laughs) Like I'm like, quiet down. You're the worst recruiter for drug activity.
3: Oh my god, was this the abandoned business college Karen was talking about earlier? (laughs) I I can't believe
1: close. It's a it's a rapidly depleting uh, 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 liberal arts college, but. or enrollment wild. is is down. You didn't need it's to hear that update. It's down. <laughs> it's not doing well. To be honest, it's not. A, oh, you weren't serious. What we're saying is worry. <laughs> we're saying worry.
2: It's not cool. Yeah, yeah, Things yeah. aren't
1: going good. I, it's a college I care about. I want them to do better. Go to the University of Montana if you enjoy sculpture or ceramics. But I wait. Did... Were you in Montana? Yeah, yeah. I'm from Missoula, wow. Montana. You're from Missoula. I am from
3: Missoula. When'd you meet your first black person? There is a lot of white
1: people there. <laughs> now <laughs> I know that's why my Absolutely. sister pronounces white. By the way, uh, oh yes. um, you know, she yeah, she gets a big You're...
0: breath before it. Oh, How... How
2: <sighs>
1: yeah. I would say eighty percent Caucasian. I yeah, yeah, maybe yeah. I'm wrong. Someone Google yeah. it, but yeah, no. But like seriously though, like were you?
3: Was it once you left Montana and then you like went to do an open mic and you were like that black
1: guy's talking?
3: Uh, like uh, when did it hit you?
1: <laughs> no, it, I think. Uh, well, I'm not going to defend the whole state or or. No,
3: you don't have to defend them. I'm just genuinely curious. Missoula, I grew up in Harlem, New York. Missoula so like, is one of those what liberal towns
1: that wants so badly to have culture that they'll uh-huh. they'll bring it in uh, in a way that other parts of much like Austin in Texas mm-hmm. is okay. And that's where I ended up moving, actually, is Austin. Uh-huh. And so I finally lived in a city and got to be around different people. And it was really important to me right away. And yeah, my dad told yeah. me it would be important to me and wanted me to get out. But <laughs> I do like going back to Missoula for the streams it's, and the mountains. Yeah, of course. It's no, beautiful. You're, it's, you're not in trouble for being from. I know. Husband. I know I'm, I'm curious, not. It feels very defensive. Don't <laughs> so worry. White
3: people be delicate, You've got to shake it off, okay? Shake it off, it's not your fault, you white. I put it on myself, Fine. that
1: is not something you put on me. It is living inside of me, I'm sorry.
2: Naomi, I didn't know that you grew up in Harlem. What was your favorite part about that? Oh yeah. Do you have a favorite?
3: Um, When I was growing up, Harlem was just such a neighborhood, and it was, you know, it felt a little like, I would walk around to the corner store, to the bodega in my pajamas. And, like, yes. there was no judgment there. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, I liked it. There was one bodega where there was a bodega cat that I was like, this cat is my pet. I would go and, like, <laughs> pet the bodega <laughs> All cat, bodegas okay? have cats. <laughs> I know, but, like, I feel like they have them now. Yeah. But, like, when I was little, you know, the only ones I could go to, right? Because it was, like, I had a two-block radius. I'm, I'm, I'm talking, like, ten years old when I could go. Yeah, and yeah. I would be, like... I'm going to go over to the bodega with the cat. And then I would just, like, sit in the back and pet the cat for a good <laughs> 10, 15 minutes. And then I'd buy, like, a soda to justify my time with the cat. And then I would leave. Could That's you're it. in did, Where you lived, could you not have pets? Um, or did, is it a family? I had, no, specifically, like, I, so my mom, I, I had, like, a turtle. I had a hamster. Every, like, small little apartment pet, you know? But my yeah. mom does not like cats. And so she yeah. was like, no cat. Absolutely.
1: So, so you had to go no. to cat store. You had to go find the cats yeah. out in the street.
3: I had to yeah, go had get a go street get cat. Like looking back, it's like, thank God I didn't get ticks. You know, like it's take a cat. Is any, some, I feel like now they get taken care of. But back then it was like, oh, that's just a random ass cat.
1: I love cats. Yes. I always have. I grew up around them. But they're the when everyone at Bridgetown in Portland went to some cat cafe where apparently you have oh. open beverages, coffee, hot drinks, and there's cats. Cats yeah. just crawl around you and you pet multiple cats. That didn't no. appeal to me.
3: No. Interesting. I see that. I
1: definitely see that. Of the flea, Especially the, with the, the fleas bridges. and yeah. the ticks that you mentioned.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Well, and also, bridges. I think the people that go there are so obsessed with the petting and the the cats that I don't know how much they're having like a big old latte with foam right there on the table. I bet you that they, there's like the focus is the animals the pea, first. The God, I would hope so yeah, well, yeah. I want to go there now and make a rule where it's like you go in there first and have your drink after you yeah, watch your or it's, it's safe friendly. to assume
1: if, if <laughs> the focus is Lids. the cats they're probably out of business now that's probably survive. <laughs> you gotta buy the beverages they sell nothing to keep it's the cat just, cafe yeah. alive
2: <laughs> and it's all alcohol it's hard alcohol that you have to buy <laughs>
1: just drunk My favorite everywhere. thing.
2: When I lived in New York, I and this is cause I grew up in uh in a very small and, and kind of countryish town in Northern California, the idea that there were bodegas on the end of both ends of the block mm, uh-huh. was the it was just like, oh, I could it like truly roll out there was one that was closer, didn't have the good cookies. <laughs> Then the one at the end, it had like the gourmet stuff. And it was just like, this is true bounty. Like it, I, it blew my mind because in the way I grew up, you'd have to ask to get something. And then it'd be like, we're not going into town until blank. Yes. 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 Beholden to who adults going to town, which is so fucking Laura Ingalls Wilder. It's (laughs) (laughs) not. So when I was actually finally in New York, I was just like, first of all, for just, I didn't need to do anything. I would just put in my my iPod and just walk. Yes, walk for blocks and blocks. Oh, that was it. the greatest.
3: Yes. yes, I mean, I was taking the bus to school by myself at age ten, and that was I was going from Harlem to the Upper East Side, and that was the city bus. You know what I mean? Like my yeah. mom would, she would walk me sometimes. Like she would walk me in the beginning, like to the stop, and she would wait, and then after a while, she was like, "Okay, I'm going to watch you from the window and like make sure you get a seat off." And then it was like, "All right, I'm out." and (laughs) I really like that you know it's not you know certainly their kids who grew up in New York who had like the party and all that kind of stuff lifestyle that wasn't me but I just was very used to being self-sufficient in really basic ways and that has been a really difficult thing in moving out here because of the whole not driving because I am used Mm -hmm. to just taking my feet or like as simple as exactly like I want to iced tea or I'm out of something at home I can walk a block and grab it you know like when I was in New York, I just kept going to Duane Reed too, which is, like, three blocks away, because I didn't have, um, when I was like, oh, I need to use my card as opposed to cash or something, and some of the bodegas were like, what you're, or what you're buying is $4, and I will not let you use a credit card. (laughs) So I was like, I gotta go to Duane (laughs) Reed, But I went there, like, twice in one day. Like, it was just like, grab it, go, like, and that is something I missed, and, you know, now it's like, I gotta do a Target run. Yes. And, I know L.A. is allegedly a city, but to me, it's just much more like suburban with yeah. all the sketch of a
1: city. You can't walk. Yes. It's so hard to walk to the. I feel really yeah. lucky in growing up in a town where it was pretty safe as a kid. There was always the classic white van kidnapper situation, and everyone was weary of that. They would announce every Everywhere. morning who got kidnapped that week. I'm not even kidding. But no uh, one. And then I found this article, by the way, it. Uh, twice I was in the paper. Uh, the they would see me because I was dressed like a crossing guard. My mom made me a stop sign and I had an orange vest. And so someone at the Missoulian <laughs> thought I was cute enough to go on the cover two different times. I saw this clipping recently. It said Chris Fairbanks walks to pa- pa- Paxon Elementary. His parents are Lynn and Jim, and he lives at 210 Kensington. It had my street and my parents' name.
2: It had the kidnapping script on the front
1: page. And they were just like, for lack of... We don't know what else to say. Here's his parents. He leaves
3: at 8.05 a.m. Unbelievable.
1: (laughs) I guess to... Let the reader know that they had permission to post my photos. So, I mean, we know it's parents, Lynn and Jim. Here's their address if you want to ask. Yeah, don't but worry that's about just it. giving kidnapper some sweet, sweet bait. For it's reason.
2: completely Chris. I'm your father Jim's friend. Oh my, he's God. in the hospital, yep. and your mother Lynn can't come. That's the yep. that's how they do it. And I yep. would have gone. That's how they do it.
1: I would have gone. Oh. gone. You and today I'd be the president of a bank. It would have lit a fire under my ass <laughs> <act. laughs> That's I regret never getting kidnapped. God, I'd be successful if, if someone did <laughs> You'd
2: really have that, you've had that businessman's edge that you lack yeah, now I because just lived you would such have such a had that trauma?
1: protected, unkidnapped life that I just kind of <laughs> haven't achieved that much. I do the bare minimum. I
3: know. Oh, I know. Bare Sometimes I wish I was taken too. I'm like, Liam Neeson's daughter is doing so well now. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, after she gorgeous. got taken, she, she kept it together. Okay. Yeah. She got professional. And she yep. was like, "We, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be a grown woman." And I was like, "I love it." Oh, I love the movie. You know Taken. what she did?
2: She got mad. She got mad, and then she got revenge. <laughs> uh, I now I'm now I weirdly am missing New York. I lived there so long ago, and I only lived there for a year. But it really was um, because I grew up in that time where like. I saw the goodbye girl at a very young age, like that idea. I was convinced my parents were going to get divorced my whole childhood. <laughs> and so I was constantly preparing for like, when my parents get divorced, I have to live with my mom because that's what they always do. And if she moves to New York, I'm going to have to get like, I'm going to have to get those rejoinders. I'm going to have to get that Quinn Cummings, sassy New <laughs> York little girl act. Like <laughs> be, I was obsessed with that idea that like, I got to make it. That's how you make it there. Like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, you, yeah. You
1: have it's your comebacks
2: so and you read your books. I was obsessed and with it. You so when throw I finally got there, I was like, I was always like walking around. <laughs> what would you say? And right? then
1: you throw your hat in the air. <laughs> <laughs>
3: and
2: pretend you're in Minneapolis. <laughs>
3: <laughs> um, but that it's so funny, though, because when you say that, like thinking you have to like have that like attitude, my theory, untested, <laughs> is that, you know, when you think of a tough New Yorker and like New Yorkers are mean or whatever. That's actually not a native New Yorker. You're meeting someone who has moved to New York who thinks that is the exterior. I think actual New Yorkers are very nice because yep. you know anybody you talk to could <laughs> attack you. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like you're chilling warm <laughs> and New York is like, baby, go first. You wanna go first? You wanna push? Yep. Go ahead. You wanna very like, yes, yeah, like, after you sir
1: i'm not trying to die <laughs> and, today. and full i was told don't make eye contact i everyone i made eye contact with everyone i everyone in new york is always friendly it's such they a are. myth that yes. there's, there's like a hardened edge and you can't yeah like connect with people i love being there That's, i it i'm always in a good mood there why haven't i moved there i, I don't know
2: i also find that um, then I'm assuming they're native New Yorkers because there is like, when I would go to Duane Reed, the people who rung me up, I would go there a couple times a day too. Cause I would knew I needed stuff. And I also knew like, if I was feeling like homesick or lonely or anything like that, that I would have a conversation with that cashier. That's some, uh, we would have an exchange mm-hmm. if I made myself available to it or there would just be like something always happens in Dwayne Reed, right there's like (laughs) someone takes a lemonade and throws it somewhere and then people are like and the cashiers were always so chill like unshakably chill Yeah. yeah a little bit apathetic always funny yeah like there would always be a good kind of sassy whatever yeah and then they'd kind of be a little nice to you they'd give you like a little yeah, go ahead. You're fine.
3: Whatever. Yeah, Where yeah, I do Yeah, like, yeah. yeah New York. <laughs> the New York. One girl. She had. It was like a young, a young woman. I would say like early twenties. But she had a big pit bull with her in Dwayne Reed, and the dog was chill. But <laughs> he peed on the floor, and literally, she was like, "I'm sorry." He peed, and the girl doesn't say a word. She walks back, goes to the um drawer. I mean, um, the shelf grabs paper towel from the store's inventory okay opens it hands it to the girl and is like yeah clean up your dog pee like it's not a situation she's not like gotta get a manager clean up aisle she was like here's a paper towel handle it alright yeah, and did she- like she just walked Take back care of it. Behind, the, the, behind the register and I thought it was so funny I was like Dwayne Reed is your house like she's our yes. aunt she's so <laughs> like clean it up <laughs> clean it up <laughs> take care of your take care of your business. Did she clean
1: it, I it up? It. I really need that woman to have the, cleaned. The up. woman did. Oh, yeah, good, yeah, the good. dog owner cleaned it up. Oh, definitely. she was kind.
3: You know, there's no way you can like hide that. And it was already. I feel like she was already rolling the dice, bringing the big dog in. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, because he was a little she too knew. big for that. Yeah, gotta get yeah, a little
1: red that. vest. Gotta put a little yeah. red vest on your. Exactly.
3: dog Exactly. He was not wearing a vest. Yeah. And I said, "Sir, <laughs> who are you serving?" <laughs> sir, excuse me, sir. <laughs> sir. I call. I think pit bulls are very much sirs, sirs and mm. ma'ams. To mm-hmm. me. They're formal. I was cute.
2: walking up. Can I just tell one more New York story? Come on.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I
2: love it so much. I was walking up, I believe, 7th Avenue one time. And it really was. It had the feel of that. Um, like when Tootsie, when uh, Michael's out in his Tootsie outfit, like I'm real. It's really working. Everyone's buying it, you know, and it's that like <laughs> in that certain time of day when the crowd on the New York streets are four across, like people uh-huh. are people are moving up and down these streets on mass and you're just kind of like in a group going with it and you're keeping pace and you're one of the city people. And then this girl who had just come out of a kind of like a TJ Maxx type of store who was holding a big um, glass thing. It wasn't a mirror, but it was like a big piece of piece of like furniture for a Mentos commercial. (laughs) <laughs> kind of. A little bit Because she walked a couple steps And it slipped out of her hands oh. And it dropped And everyone on the street froze So literally like Ten people all stopped in their tracks To make sure they didn't get glass on them Or whatever yeah. And that everyone was okay And kind of looked around And then the girl who was Seemed like she might have been new, new to town uh-huh. um, She was like Oh, my God, I- I'm, I'm so sorry. Are you OK? And she's like looking at the people in front of her where the gas glass kind of smashed. And then this really short old lady who came out of nowhere steps into the center and goes, no, are you OK? It, I fucking lost my mind. Like, And then they all just started kind of like. Picking things You know what I mean Like taking care of business But the old lady Was just like Did anyone else see her? Did I hallucinate that?
1: No Are you okay? Whenever you're In New York City You're just suddenly In a scene from a movie It just Exactly.
3: Exactly.
1: Yeah. For real. People are
2: hilarious. She hears a glass
3: shatter. That old lady, like, her job is to be in places and do that. So she (laughs) hears a glass shatter. She makes a quick run to that intersection. You know what I mean? Like, she's like, okay, I got to go in there and make sure people are okay.
2: I got to check. I got to check everybody. Yeah.
1: (laughs) I, I, so genius. When I first was in New York for Premium Blend, it was 2003. I, I knew it. Premium Blend. did, Did the IRA talk about the garbage leaping? There was just the garbage people were on strike and there was garbage everywhere and it was hot. (laughs) And I was excited about being on TV for the first time and maybe I'd had some (laughs) drinks. But I was jumping off fire escapes into piles of garbage all night. I just was leaping into garbage. It was so fun. It was one of the funnest. I like to leap. People know that I like to leap into trash bins.
3: This is too quirky. That's too quirky. It, it You're a manic pixie I dream I boy. It, people, He's a manic pixie dream boy. They're shocked at
1: first, and then I, it, I, if you saw it, I swear you. I'd win you over with my trash leaping. Uh, <laughs> but one of the last leaps, it, it seemed like a, a, just a pile of, of hefty sacks, like black, black uh, bags, but yeah. there was a trash can in there filled exclusively okay. with fish remains. Oh! Blood and scales, oh! and it poured on me. I just <gasps> fish guts and I went into a bar was with Joanne Grigioni and, and all these <laughs> several people and I was just covered in fish like no. Cliff the cat. And I went in and the people are like, it smells like fish in here. And I just had scales. Oh, what a disgusting oh story. God. But God, I love that city.
3: Okay, When it comes to trash jumping, though, my concern is that there's going to be something hard and sharp oh, in the bag yeah. and you're going to be impaled.
1: I, I yes. thought. Please, no one. Some ninja that just quit his job, don't throw away your sword today. Just be. <laughs> or
2: how about needles? I mean, like, let's I talk know. it through hey, why we was, stay away from was, garbage. I was
1: in my 20s. <laughs> we st- I was like, needles, bring them on. I was not scared. Oh, no, <laughs> no. Now I'm scared of driving over certain sharp, sharp litter. I'm afraid it'll go in, you know, through my car into me. That's yeah, like a rebar. It, it, yeah. I have nightmares about it. Yeah. Uh, hey, but, but back then I ever tell. At that
2: time, we drove we drove over an aluminum ladder on the freeway. Oh my
1: god! Yeah, what?
2: I think about it all the time because it was this kind of thing where. So we were on the freeway up in Northern California. It was me and Pete, yeah. my ex, and we were driving eighty miles an hour at oh night oh on the five hundred and eighty, and this aluminum, you know, standard yeah. like ladder, six foot, yeah. I'd say. We watch it roll off the back of this <gasps> truck that's ahead of us, bounce. Go and oh it bounced. God. A car swerves like this, whatever, yep. and it's coming straight at us. And Pete goes, "I'm going to drive over it." And I'm like, what? "Okay." And he, we just drived, o- drove over yeah. it, and nothing happened. Yeah.
3: So it like landed on the ground. Oh, it, it yes, it was b- like it was, it was kind
2: of flying. Yeah. So we thought I thought it was coming through the windshield yes, for sure, totally. and we both had to just wait to see where it landed. Oh my god! And then it, so it went like bounced down, and then we were just like. <sighs> And it because it's so light. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It didn't, it just got smashed. Wow. wow. Yeah. It I,
1: was. It, you, you'll see it, Naomi. You live in Los Angeles now, right? Yeah. These freeways yeah. are lousy with discarded ladders. <laughs> I'm not kidding. You will see many. You'll be like, what? This is a thing? Kind of like stray cats in Texas. People don't care yeah. about cats there. No offense to the oh. entire state. But. There's ladders <laughs> everywhere. They just fall off trucks no. and no one can just pull well, over. They just keep going. But see,
3: this is what I mean going. about driving and like stuff like that. Like I can't take it. If if a car in front of me, you know, if, if it is like that pickup or just open back where they have stuff. Oh, I'm not riding behind that car. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Right. Like I'm like, we got to get to the side or in front of yep. it because someone will come back. I'm going to get impaled. Yep. As you said, it's yes. like the rebar, the rebar fear. That's how I feel about open restaurant hatches being in New York. Like walking down the street. <laughs> Ooh, you know, the yes. My yes. fear was falling into the hatch and like, you know, going down hard. And the other thing now that is, is, you know, the stuff coming off of someone's car because that like happened to a family friend. Friend, you know, the story like it was real. But again, a person who I never knew, but literally yeah. like, well, one guy hit a deer. And the antler oh, pierced him. Oh, boy. That's terror, what that's, terror. Yeah. And this horrifying. is why I don't drive. These are the stories that stick in my mind mm-hmm. and are why I don't ever want to <laughs> get behind the wheel. <laughs> yes. It would it makes be scary because
1: you didn't drive in New York, obviously. No, yeah. I,
3: I got a license at 21 yeah. just for a job I had, but.
1: It is, and like, yeah. nah, it's I never really drove after that. overwhelming you know? place to learn even just turning left in an intersection. You have to go to well, outside of town and learn to drive. Don't there. get me started on these left turns. They're a death
3: sentence. It's a death yeah, sentence. The left
1: turn in Los Angeles is a death sentence. It's ridiculous that I'm even comfortable with them. <laughs> I
3: can't. I can't. I will never. And But at the same time I do, I do want obviously the independence and that yeah. feeling of like like I always feel like such a fucking loser at part at like a party or an event where I'm like, can I ride back with you? You know, like I'm just like, girl, you too old for this. This is very high school to be. Do bumming you get right. real close
1: like that? Do you get do you get like real close to someone's face. So where do you live at? <laughs> you know? <do>? Could <laughs> you swing by? <laughs> <laughs> do
2: you mind real quick swing by that Gilson? Well you did That's get you did get right very left.
1: close to my face, so I guess yes.
2: I guess yes. <laughs> but the beauty part of like of the and it's there's also a very bad part about it of like the gig economy. But the Uber Lyft element at least makes it so that I think so many more people um, take those, you yeah. know, those things because then they can drink and they're, it's taking like drinking and driving off the table entirely. Yeah,
3: that's true. I mean, it's not as great now post-pandemic or, you know, as we kind of at the tail end stuff isn't working out. Yeah. You know, very expensive people, that else people should not have, you know, accepted Prop 22 or was it yes. no or the yes. Either way, the one we did was wrong. Yeah, yeah, anyway. yeah.
2: But and, then- but you know that, sorry, but the su- Supreme Court is bouncing it. Yep, yep,
3: I yeah, did yeah, see yeah, that. Yeah, oh, I know, oh, thank yeah. God. Yeah. Um, but then also, Carrie, you notice, every time I get in a lift, I'm rolling the dice that I may be murdered, okay? Yes. When I get in that car, before <laughs> mm-hmm. I close the door, I make sure to feel the inside to make sure that that handle has not been sawn <laughs> off because that's what they can do. <laughs> yep, yep okay i'm making sure that my locks work don't you put a child lock on my situation i'm grown <laughs> and like that's the other layer of it too again i've taken so many i am i have lived to tell the tale like nothing right. has happened you know i've had a few like just either weirdos or a guy i've had a couple of road rage people where it's like you yeah. it shouldn't oh. be doing this work like yeah, one guy should, literally yeah. like swerved and stopped and started yelling at the other car and i was like I'm going to get out if you're about to start a fight. You know what I mean? I shouldn't be here if you're going to fight with him. But nothing has happened. But it always just feels like, you know, nine times out of ten, the driver's a guy. And this person can literally take me anywhere. Yeah. And For I just sure. and it's like okay, which one is more anxiety inducing: turning left or getting in a stranger's car? Which is
1: exactly what you were taught not to do from the age of three. Yeah, yeah. I ha- yeah, <laughs> talk to strangers I have to say, online or get into strange cars, and now you do it both with one app. Yeah,
0: do oh, it both
2: voluntarily all the yeah. time. You pay to do it. Now, yes, which is the one time. So, he, let's all say our favorite worst Lyft or Uber stories okay. if you have them, because mm-hmm. I just have two quick ones. Okay. One was a guy. Immediately put on Christian music and tried to sell me the Lord, where I was just like, Oh wow, oh bro, I've heard about all this stuff. Oh, like, yeah. don't worry, I I know about and but then he just kept Christian music blasting the whole time, Oof. which was just insane. Another time a guy came in his in a truck that I think was lifted three to four feet off the ground. So I had to like <laughs> the door opened, and I had to grab like the inner handle and like pull myself up into kind of like a half lifted like truck and it was and then once I was inside so I was like that was weird like what would you do if it was a person that couldn't have lifted themselves or whatever and then I turned around his mother was in the back seat you know there's like a truck with like a little almost like jump seats behind there was a lady what behind was she me. It was, just yeah, what was she doing? Just sitting there knitting. I don't, I don't know if he was, he had to keep her with him during the day, Where? or if was she, she was, alive? if they were was doing this it a
1: for safety. A situation was she? Did you? This, just,
2: <laughs> she was fully alive. Are you sure? She was, she was alive, and she was thriving in that backseat, <laughs> wow. This was what was beautiful. Wow, I think that was okay. so nice. That's good.
3: That's good.
1: Do you
2: guys have, do you guys have bad <laughs> lift stories, I or do. did I just drive I, us down? I'm remembering
1: suddenly now. What, uh, there was a woman that. I think was having some sort of a mental breakdown. She was just being very, very, very quiet. And then she said, "Uh, I just figured she didn't want to talk and I wasn't making a weird face or anything. And then she said, I feel like you're angry with me. And I was like, I'm sorry, are you talking to me? She's like, I feel uncomfortable and scared of you. I thought she was like listening to a... Yeah. A a language tape or something. So I was kind of ignoring her like this, but I was getting really nervous and I could feel my heart racing. And I said, I don't want you to feel bad. I, why don't you let me out now and then we can both feel okay? (laughs) And she did. She let me out of the cabin. So thank God I called and I left a message. I don't think anyone ever got back to me, but she was, she should not have been. Driving, and it yeah. was scary. She was distracted, and it seemed like yeah. we were going to wreck. But the other time, this old guy just introduced me to Alan Partridge, uh, oh. project. <laughs> and we, Alan Parsons, sorry. Oh. And we listened in my... <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. And, and I was like, Alan oh, uh, Partridge! <laughs> you The videos? whole family. Uh, Parsons. And watching TV. He just exactly. stopped. He hung out for a half hour and just, uh, we talked about music, and he wouldn't leave. And it was off the clock, <laughs> and I was like, I love that guy, I want to hang out with this... Sixty-something-year-old guy again, but again, you have their phone number like that for one. just one day, and you can never call them back. Never call them back. <laughs> <And> it's for <further laughs> <back. They're> gone. <laughs> gone. They're gone. Um, I had one recently,
3: one scary. So I was, I was working, I was shooting um, a small part in the show on Staten Island, and didn't wrap until like 11, eleven, eleven thirty p.m. They were calling, like the production was calling me an Uber. So the Uber comes. I live in Harlem. Harlem to Staten Island, like when I was getting there, it took about 45 minutes, which I was like, oh, not so bad. Going back, it was like almost, it was going to be like two hours. There was like something going on. And then the guy was like, I I don't know. There was a moment, I guess, like our wires got crossed. He starts to drive into New Jersey. Mm -mm -hmm. I live in Manhattan. It's midnight I am freaking the fuck out. Like, I just yeah. start. My heart was pounding. I'm like, oh, my God, he's going to murder me. I was like, it's not even an Uber on my account. Oh, you, it's on the production. You thought it I was a, care. a
1: door handle sawed off situation. Yeah. yeah. I was
3: like, oh, he's taking me to somebody else. Why are we going <laughs> to another state? Yeah. Why are we going to another state? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then I was like, um, where are we going? Like, you know, I kind of tried to say something. And then at one point I, ca- I called. I called Andy and I was all like, just talking to him about something. And I was like, yeah, I'll see you. Did the did our child eat yet? Like, I wanted him yeah. to know I had a family. Yeah. Like, I was trying to personalize myself, you know, for him. <laughs> and then literally, it was like, I'm terrible at geography. And like, from Staten Island, I didn't realize that New Jersey is very close. And to avoid the traffic, we <laughs> needed to go into Jersey to go up and around. <laughs> yeah, and I was like. A good 25 minutes before I realized it. And then when I got, and then when we got there, I go, I'm so sorry. I doubted you.
1: Yeah, You knew what you were doing. Yeah, <laughs> uh, You know, just
3: because he's a good Did navigator
1: doesn't mean he's a, not a murderer.
3: Well, he was also like <laughs> True. cold, too. He was like really like, you know, he didn't say yeah. anything. So it was like already the tone was set sure, a little funky. Sure. And because it was so late and I was just like, uh, so that was like recently. And then one time in L.A., I had an older man driving probably in his 70s. I think he even told me that. And I was, he was picking me up from work or taking me to work either way, like universal, like on the lot or something. And normally I don't tell people what I do, but I said, I was like, oh, he's 70 something. He don't care. Yeah. Well, 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 <laughs> as he drives, he proceeds to pull up his wife's YouTube videos, Oh boy. hands me back his phone so I can watch his wife because she is a very funny comedian. <sighs> then. He pulls up his reel. So now imagine an old man trying <laughs> to drive and search the Internet at the same no. time. Oh, boy. And then he gives me his phone. I'm like, don't you need your phone to know where to take me? Like, you just yeah. have like, <laughs> directions on <laughs> yeah. it. And he's literally showing yeah. him and his wives, like, they're like acting reels. And I was like,
1: oh, wow. oh this is. Sir, good. you should keep your phone. You never know when your agent might be calling.
2: <laughs> Wait, that one was in L.A.
1: Yeah. yeah, of course.
2: Oh, thank God! It would have been worse if it was if you were like a JFK, and then, and then it was like
0: some <laughs> old cab driver. That's like
2: I've got a dream. And I've I'm got like, a real.
1: I, I just someone love like that. You. There is a, a senior comedy YouTube market out there. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I, I know because like he said Untap- she started
3: stand up. He's like she just started doing it a couple yeah, of years ago. I love so it. So that means she started like a seventy.
1: And I was like, lady, no. Oh, I don't know. They're doing the open mics in Austin would bring out when I started there. They'd bring out these characters that were really unlikely comics. And there were a few like seniors that were like, I've always wanted to do stand up. I wrote 10 minutes of material and they'd be around all year and they'd get really good. And then, you know, of course, die. But right, I'm, I'm just kidding. Or they just stop showing up. I mean, people die. Let's talk about it. No. I'm,
2: no, you're right. Yeah, you're right. It's real. Too. It's a real thing, it's a in thing in this country. We're afraid of death. Yeah. yeah.
3: yeah open micers die all the time. Yeah. It's and we true. Don't talk
2: let's about face about it. You,
1: you
3: can hear it right
2: now. As booked comedians, you guys need to face that open micers <laughs> That's it are they're at risk <laughs> they <laughs> in are. a very real way the no older they get the worse it gets uh. <laughs> here's here's what i love on this show off times we try to keep we try to keep time oh. and every anytime I look it's always like we'll be like halfway down and that's what I thought was going to happen and we've gone over
3: <laughs> of course with of course you. you of did. course I love you so much Naomi I you are adore you, so Karen. hilarious and, and Chris I adore you now too yeah you're I adore you as angel. well
1: I'm glad you I did and not <laughs> I thought you were still in in New York it's great that you're here let's Be friends when it's safe to.
3: Yeah. (laughs) Let's all go meet outside somewhere. Yeah. Yes. And just, yeah, have an iced tea. (laughs) Let's,
2: I have an an eight year dinner IOU that's still (laughs) hanging on my personal debt wall, my friendship debt wall. Oh, (laughs) it's been so long. That was back when I used to act like it was. There was a quarantine, but it was just at my <laughs> house.
3: Pre-pandemic, <laughs> you were like, I don't go out. I have to meet outside at a safe distance. And it was like, it's 2017. She's what do like, you know? She's a visionary. Thin- you know? Yeah, she, she knows. You do. She can feel it.
2: <laughs> uh,
3: is it. Is there anything you want to plug? Yeah. Of oh oh.
2: Um, your Comedy Central half hour, when's that going to air?
3: I don't know when the Netflix half hour airs, but it'll be oh, somewhere time in like October is what we said, but I don't have an exact date, but just like look out for it, guys, because I will not stop talking about it. So don't worry. You'll Good. find out. Um, and as always, yes, listen to the pods. Couples therapy, we're always having fun. Good. Okay? And it's, I, I know it's not a ringing endorsement, but it is. We're having fun. Come join the fun. Call us. Ask us your relationship questions. I will answer them. Yes. And, I love a Lifetime movie. If You don't have to watch the movies to like the podcast. That's, sometimes that's the
2: best thing, where if you've seen a Lifetime movie, you can throw some, uh, some I always call them earbuds, <laughs> you can throw some earbuds in, do the dishes, and it's, it's just people hilariously retelling you a Lifetime movie, essentially, yeah, and being like, here's what is amazing yeah. next. Like That's the best part about it. If you're
1: familiar right. with any of them, you already know the plot formula.
3: Yeah, exactly.
1: Exactly. And you're just having fun
3: with us. You know, it's like I watch it so you don't have to. That's another way to look at it. Two amazing
2: comedians watch it so you don't have to and then make it what you wish you could make it (laughs) (laughs) as you watch it.
1: Next time you're on, Naomi, you will be we'll drive you somewhere when it's convenient. So much. And save
2: up some errands. Get a little list of you know what I mean. Do you need to go to the nursery? Do you need to go to the Americana? Like maybe we'll we'll go
1: to the vet.
3: We'll go to the vet and then we'll sit in the parking lot and wait for Mabel to get her shots. Perfect. You know, that'll give us a good hour. Yeah, yeah. I like (laughs) to wait in the parking lot of Mohawk Alley. Just some hot. Car energy. (laughs) Car energy. So good for
1: conversation. That's pigeon energy, too. Oh, that's pigeon. (laughs) You know, know I love that. Yeah. Very similar energies. Thank you for being here, Naomi. Uh, You're terrific. Yeah. That was awesome. Thank you so uh, much. You have been listening to Do You Need a Ride? D Y N A
0: R. A R. Are you leaving? Are you on your way back home? Either way, we. Doesn't matter how much baggage you claim. Give us a time and date, terminal and gate. We wanna send you off in style. We wanna welcome you back home. Tell us all about it. Were you scared or was it fine? Mouth horn. <laughs> Do you need a ride? 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 Do you need
1: a ride with Karen and Cress.
2: you'll never make the cheerleading squad now steven (laughs) bad news